2: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
3: Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football. We're presented hey. by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live here in New York City. It's Wednesday, November 30th. I'm Jamie Erdol. It's Kyle Brandt. Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Guys, November's coming to an end.
4: Oh, that's right.
3: Do we feel like things have shaken out from a football perspective the way we may have thought they would have? Peter's no. shaken head immediately. Not. Yeah. No, no.
4: I feel like every year around this time. There's one constant. That.
5: Mahomes doesn't lose. Everything yeah. else is all up in the air. That's basically <laughs> <true>. it, right?
3: <laughs> Alright, so... let's go. Three hours. Time for the lead. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a look at the NFC playoff picture. Sure. And the fact that the Buccaneers still sit uh, at the lead of their division mm. in that in a driver's seat in the playoffs is so fascinating just by the way they've played who they've lost to, and really is is an indictment on the rest of their division. But interestingly, the wild card in the middle there, just full ownership in the division with the Giants, the Cowboys, the Commanders, and then, of course, the Eagles on top of that. But let's stay in that division right there. The Giants and Commanders are teams that play each other twice over the next three weeks. I'm no schedule expert, but that feels unique, and they currently (laughs) hold the sixth and seventh seeds. Here is Giants head coach Brian Dable ahead of their Week 13 matchup against the Commanders.
6: I've been on teams that have played meaningful games in December, and I've been part of teams that haven't. And it's it's not a lot of fun when you're you're not playing meaningful games. So, you know, let's come to work with a great attitude, a positive mindset, keep getting better. And, you know, you focus on the week's opponent, that's how you have to do it, but they're important games now. The next step would be to score a few more points and not allow a few more points. And instead of
2: winning games by one score, maybe you win a few more by two or three scores. I think that's the next evolution and it's got more than anything else. It's just, it's about consistent of play and then putting a few more points up.
3: So I'm hearing convincing wins from Ron Rivera, Mm -hmm. but a win's a win, especially when it comes to December. Ian Rappaport is joining us now. Good morning, Rap Sheet. Let's talk commanders. They get Chase Young back on Sunday. Is this true?
7: We think they get Chase Young back. However, we also thought they were getting Chase Young back the previous week, and there was a chance that he might have come back the week before that. Chase Young has now emerged as maybe the biggest wild card in the commander season, a top pass rusher, one of the best in the league, a superstar who's coming back from a very serious knee injury. And I think it's safe to say getting him to trust the injury, make sure that he feels as good as he should be, make sure that he is able to do all the things that he used to do before the knee injury. These are all paramount right now, and it has been, I would say, a a long road to get there. Can he get on the field and trust that his knee is going to do what he needs it to do without pain or without worry? A further injury that is the biggest question going forward I think there was a real chance he was gonna play last week remember he was questionable there was some optimism that he got sick right before the game maybe his knee wasn't kind of quite ready He was supposed to play about 10 to 12 plays ended up not playing a better chance this week so I would say there's some fingers crossed for the commanders but because of everything that has happened in the chase young situation no one is exactly sure that he's gonna play
3: Well, it would be interesting if they did go with Chase Young this week, considering they have a buy. So if it's even teetering, you'd wonder if they want to buy him a little bit more time for that commander's defensive line. Ian Rappaport, thank you very much. Uh We'll check in with you later in the show. We're going to see these longtime NFC East rivals square off twice in the next three weeks. For the first time in a long time, though, Brian Dable just mentioned that these games have huge playoff implications. So let's inspect both teams here. Okay. And what draws your eye to this matchup? What do you think will ultimately decide an outcome? Let's just focus on this first of the two matchups in the next couple weeks.
5: The Chase Young factor is Mm -hmm. fascinating. We obsess over Odell Beckham uh, as a national media and where he's ending up and where he goes and how he will affect the NFC East. We haven't seen Chase Young in 381 days. He tore his knee up last year, week 10 against the Buccaneers. He is now going to emerge onto the field as a December add-on. We don't know what version of him we're gonna get. We do know that the Washington Commander's defense has been okay since he first left the field. Uh, Look, this is it, week 10 last year, this guy was offensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. He had seven and a half sacks. He forced four fumbles. And now, despite his absence, Washington still has 12th best defense, sixth against the run, third and third down efficiency. And, like, other leaders have emerged. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, first-round picks. Each one of those guys has six-and-a-half sacks. You're adding one of the best college football pass rushers over the last decade to the mix in December, Mm -hmm. and you're telling me that they're getting him on an already stacked defense that's gotten a lot of the guys in the defensive backfield, too? I don't think many people had the commanders going on this run, and Heineke's going to get all the attention. The defense has been really good. They keep the offense in these games. (laughs) I think Chase Young, as recent as two years ago, the COVID season, we were talking about Chase Young. Mm-hmm. It was like Kyler Murray went first overall, you know, and then Bosa went second overall in that, in that draft. OK, well, this draft, this is the Chase Young draft with Burrow. And who's it going to be that's going to be the guy that ends they up started be- performing? Yeah. And he was as big as Burrow that first year. He was as big as Justin. He felt like Michael Parsons. He seriously yeah. did. Yeah. We haven't heard his name in no. 381 days. Ian's right, a knee and then an illness before the game on Sunday, which a lot of people are scratching their heads saying, do you just want to get out there and play, whatever it is. Great point, Jamie. They have a bye after this week, but I think you'd love to see just a sprinkle of Chase Young. And if Chase Young comes back and he's committed, wow, we're talking about a team that, not just playoffs, but like, hey, what can they do once they get into the
4: playoffs? Yeah, that's a great point. And Ron Rivera said more convincing wins and somebody like Chase Young on an already good defense can it's give really you cool. that extra edge. And one of the main things they said was that is getting over it mentally, feeling comfortable yeah, yeah, yeah. and You know who
5: he's been talking to a lot? Thomas Davis and him. Oh,
4: Thomas yeah. He's been through a ton.
5: Three ACLs. Yeah. Currently, that's been a guy he's been talking with. Of course, there's connections through Coach Ron yeah.
4: Rivera. I'm looking at another player on the other side for the New York Giants, and that's Saquon Barkley, a guy who has been dominant for them this season. When well, you look at it, in his last their last four games, or three of his worst rushing games that he's had the entire season, and Saquon has been the driving force from early on. We've watched how Dable and Mike Kafka down there have been able to use him and play some places where he's getting handoffs, running the ball, but he's also catching the ball out of the backfield, and we've seen some explosive runs and making guys miss and it's been very exciting to watch he's such a good player but right now the giants are struggling and a lot of it has to do because of saquon's production you look at their wins and their losses and where he's at rushing the ball look at those drastic changes from left to to right. And it's going to be, it's going to come down to Brian Dable and Mike Cap. All right. Now the stretch of the season, these meaningful games, how are you able to get Saquon going? Where are you able to move him around to get him the ball and get him in open space? What's going to help is Daniel Bellinger, their tight end. He's coming back. He can block and he's a guy that can also open up the lanes as he became one of Daniel Jones' favorite targets. And then Evan Neal on the offensive line and Ben Brinson are both coming back. So that should help with the rushing attack, but they have to get Saquon going. And I think Dable is the guy to do that. And when they do, I think the Giants are going to be scary coming down the stretch. Really? Well, we saw a little bit more of them early on in the season when they were You don't old. feel like they're on fumes right now? They are on fumes. And I think getting some guys back healthy, being able to get Saquon gone will help get those fumes a little I bit hope. taken away. It's like gone. we were
2: saying, like, you can hear the air coming out yeah. of the balloon. It's you know, or maybe it's, like, flying all around the room yeah. like that. I just think that we, were, we started the segment talking about stories of the year. The Giants were the story of September. I mean, sure. they were. the Giants were blowing up the world, and it's, oh, my God, Daniel Jones and Saquon and Dayball's the truth. Meanwhile, Washington's 1-4, and four, and we're like, oh, you losers. Yeah. Washington sucks. Carson Wentz sucks. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and we just, and now they turn it around completely. And I love that. And that's why I have my eyes on the commanders in this game. All they do is win every single week. And I think there's a misconception about them, about their image, and how they're made up because of Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke a few years ago was competing with Mike Kafka to be Teddy Bridgewater's backup, backup on the Vikings. <laughs> Came out of nowhere, XFL, that type of deal. So you look at them as the Vikings are this working-class blue-collar team craps. They got Ohio State and Alabama playmakers all over the field. Peter talked about the D-line. Their quarterback is working class, but they are a really, really talented, loaded, blue chip team with a head coach that's been to the Super Bowl. And, like, they are compact and ready. And, you know, I talked yesterday about easy targets in the league. Washington is first-team All-American easy What's target. What's that mean? Explain that. Meaning, like, they're just a convenient punchline that uh, if you need spotter. a witty tweet or a funny meme, you make fun of Washington. And it's easy, and they deserve a lot of it, and they haven't won a playoff game. I think as I was in college. And I've had a hard time adjusting even to the word commanders. It's like, that's your name, really? And it was blown, of course, from the aerial shot. I've had a hard time adjusting to the uniforms, aesthetically, mm-hmm. they look like they're from the XFL themselves, but I'm coming around. And you know, yesterday, was a, Sunday was a perfect example because the whole internet's losing their mind making fun of the Sean Taylor statue, and God bless them. Well, the commanders won again that yeah. day. They yeah. won. They won on the field. So maybe the optics aren't great, or maybe they don't always make the best decisions. They definitely don't. But this year, they win, and they win over and over and over again. And guys, look at your watch. like, they win every week, and they have a massive record. and they were 1-4, and four, and he ripped them off and said, the Giants are going to win everything. Mm-mm. It's the commanders now. Make fun of them if you want. Just know they win every week. Make fun of that.
3: I don't know if anybody else has this sense, but it feels like Ron Rivera has been there for 10 years with what Washington has gone through. But it's his third season at the helm of this football team, and in his first two years, he had seven wins. Great. The first season, he led the NFC East because it was a terrible division that season in 2020. Well, the Commanders already have seven wins this season, and it's not even December yet, and that would make a lot of people happy, but you can hear it in Ron Rivera's voice that this team wants more, it needs more, they think that they can win more. And I'm a firm believer in the old-school philosophy of, like, get points early, score early, score a lot, and then run the ball, run that clock as fast as you possibly can, and get the heck out of town. The Commanders' run game, I mean, they were on angry runs, they almost walked away with the scepter this week, uh-huh. and Ryan Robinson playing out of his mind. But this team, the run game, it has just been slowly plotting. They're making highlights. They're moving the ball down the field. Taylor Heineke is playing great, but he is not the only guy that is setting up this team, getting second and long, and then achieving like a 17-yard rush. Here's what they've done in their wins. Now they're five and one since Heineke took over, of course, but I think a lot of that has to do with. The 100-plus rush games that the Commanders have done coming out of the backfield. They're the one of five teams in the league right now that have two rushers that have more than 450 yards this season. One of five teams. If you have a run game with how long this season has become, and they're healthy, mm-hmm. Brian Robinson looks great. He kind of, I think, has become the emotional leader of mm-hmm. the offense, at least. You saw him address the team about what he went through in August, and everyone was nodding their head and buying into him. Having a run game healthy as you approach the end of December and into January, I think, is massive.
5: C- can I just add something? How good is it ha- does it feel to have Washington, New York, NFC, <laughs> like matter in just December? Just the division. Yeah.
3: I'm obsessed. Oh, yeah. In so December. True. like yeah. This is
5: what I grew up with in the 90s, where it was every single week the, when Washington and the Giants would play
4: a Playoff berth was on the line. Yeah,
5: this feels really cool. Two out of the next three weeks, they play each other. While Washington goes on a bye, Giants play the Eagles in the sandwich. Oh, that's amazing.
4: This is amazing. Yeah. Not even talking Eagles and Cowboys in our at the top of the division. Yeah. Like it's amazing. Yeah. Jay still East. likes
2: the Giants. God bless you. Yeah. I-, I hope they're right. All four teams in the playoffs if
5: they started today.
3: How often three. does this happen? Where these two division teams play each other within three weeks of each other with a bye for one of them? Squeaking? Quirk. It doesn't happen a lot. Quirk. Quirky. Not often. It's yeah.
5: a scheduling quirk, and we thank the scheduling gods <laughs> for such a blasphemy. Here we go.
3: <laughs> Get out your markers. It's time for Whiteboard Wednesday. Josh Jacobs, we just mentioned mentioned him before the break. He ran for a career 229 rushing yards in Week 12, putting him on top of the NFL rushing leaderboard (laughs) after the week. Not many predicted this type of year for Jacobs happening back in August when we saw him in the Hall of Fame game, but alas, here we are. Is he the NFL's most pleasant surprise this season? And if he is not, you guys get to write a name on your board. Fun. Tell us why
1: it is. Okay. <laughs> Let's
5: go back to that August month. Now, Josh Jacobs was entering the fifth year of a rookie contract. Didn't have it picked up. Everyone figured that he was trade bait. He's playing in the Hall of Fame game. And for him to be leading the league in rushing is fascinating. But take us back to that, that place where you were. If I told you that Mike White and the New York Jets would be 6-4 in December, what would you say? I know it's recent memory that, they, that they've that they suddenly lost a couple games in the last few weeks. But not last week. Come on. This is unbelievable it's December jets fans and you're playing with a playoff berth on the line this weekend against Minnesota in Minnesota jets Six and four in December, pretty cool. pleasant surprise because they're so young. They're only going to get better. I don't know who's playing quarterback or the rest of the way. Yeah. I don't know who's playing quarterback next season. But I do know this. <laughs> they're six and four in December. And Let's that, not fall apart, right, though? Like, can we finish this with I know. the Jets? I want them to get the wild card. Can, can they do it or are they going to fall it's gonna apart? It's going to be tough. they a really I know, brutal I know, I know, stretch coming up. But if you were to just take this moment in time and Enjoy if you're a Jets, moment. <laughs> Would you sign up for this in August? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I'd sign would. up for four and six, Peter.
2: Yes, yes. Enjoy the moment. Yes, you yes.
4: Do. <laughs> When you talk about Josh Jacobs, like you said, in that Hall of Fame game, we're like, what is going on? And definitely a surprise, but I had to play against this guy. I had to tackle this guy. So for me, it's not a surprise because he was tough as hell to get down on the ground. So he's killing it. I'm going with the guy, Jalen Hurts, in the Philadelphia okay. Eagles. And I know he's been good. And we talked about him last year. They made it into the playoffs. But no one talked about this guy being this. Good this season having the best team in the NFL being talked about as a favorite for the MVP right now in this season alongside Patrick Mahomes. I know he's always there, but Jalen Hurts has been incredible. This guy rushed for 157 yards in a game, and he is doing everything Philadelphia needs to continue to be a top to NFC, winning week after week. Jalen Hurts, a pleasant surprise.
3: I like yeah. that one. I like that one a lot. What do you got? Um, guys, we took someone's job in the soft season, mm. and then he didn't get an opportunity to, to talk about it, to respond. In fact, yeah. his, job was, wow. taken, Jimmy. his job was taken last season when Trey Lance was drafted, and he just kept plotting, and he kept playing, and he kept being the guy For the San Francisco 49ers. Then his job actually gets taken. We talk about him for the entire month of August. August keeps coming back. And we're just like, where's Jimmy G? What's he going to do here? Takes a pay cut with some fantastic financial benefits if he plays, which all of us just wrote off. He's absolutely not playing. Good for him for being a good teammate. Well, what happens? What's happening in December right now? Jimmy Garoppolo is leading a 49ers team that Kyle now feels like is going to be in the NFC championship. This is fantastic. The biggest surprise this man was never supposed to be here. None of us really thought he was supposed to be in San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo, absolutely the biggest surprise for me What are so they
2: going to do with him if they win the Super Bowl? I
3: don't Bowl. care, but he's about to get paid.
2: Yeah, I, by, who? by who? By like, <laughs> who? I don't know. The Niner, if he wins the Super Bowl, is he their starting quarterback Who's next not year? not going to pay him? I don't know. Who is um, going to pay him?
3: Who, I'm going to bring this full circle.
2: circle. I have an incredible statistic. you
3: him on your board. They didn't want him. I don't know. It's like, it's <laughs> so tricky. They didn't want him before, but wouldn't you want him after this season? Guess. What is he? Jimmy's such an interesting one. This, I know that's a whole other. Because he's
4: work. doing the same thing he's done. Yeah, he's always been this guy.
3: This is for a different conversation. A long offseason. I think I like, just thought of an A block.
4: I
2: know. I think we're going to talk about Jimmy so much next spring. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, I'm already. Hey, it.
5: Brady's a free agent too. Don't worry, we yeah. got a lot to talk about.
2: Oh, My gosh. All right, I'll try to be quick here. I have a stat, Josh Dubow, an AP writer. First downs gained either rushing or receiving this year. Travis Kelsey, 57. Tyreek Hill, 58. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, 80. 80! Yeah. Oh that's an unbelievable stat. I'm going with Josh Jacobs. I'm going to hold serve on a losing team that couldn't win a game for, like, two months, and he's still the man. Um, uh, that's it, Josh Jacobs. And now do they pay him? Uh, probably not. Um, but anyway, <laughs> great
5: season, Josh. I hope you get money from them or somebody else. Can I make a quick edit? I said the Jets were 6-4. and four. Their fans are going wild already on my oh. Twitter. Oh, the Jets are 7-4! and, four. and four. December, I sold them short. I'm yes. sorry, guys.
3: And that's why you don't want to your board quickly. Right I know. There. All I right. Know.
2: We stumbled upon some Jimmy stuff earlier in the show. We got to pick that up at some point. I le- well, Jamie was talking about where he's going to go next season. Then Peter's like, we don't know where he's going to go. We gotta I don't know. It's Jimmy. free agent value. Musical
3: chairs.
5: Mm. It's, it's free agent value. Is he going to make a ton of money? I
3: guess I said he's going to get paid because like he's going to land somewhere. I think that's not San Francisco, obviously. But this is a conversation that we can fill our day with in April you know
5: it. and May. He but wins, it is
3: almost December.
5: He went to Super Bowl. He yeah. not right? On. Gets to a Super Bowl,
2: but
4: Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
3: Guys, Bills-Patriots. Mm-hmm. The way the season started, I was a little bit concerned about a game like this. But the Patriots, Jay, what do you think about a team like this? Do you feel like they're building momentum?
4: Yeah, this is the time where we talked about it in our last hour. Brian Dable said so this is where the meaningful games begin, And for New England, when you're at the point they are in their season, the games still matter. They have a chance at the playoffs. Buffalo team that they don't look like they mm-hmm. looked back in September where they were just crushing everybody. Mm-hmm. So Thursday night primetime, I'm looking forward to this one. In New England. In Different. New England. Different. You mm-hmm. know, it's like this isn't just in the House of Horrors. It's mm-hmm. in New
3: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's an AFC East rivalry game between Josh Allen and the Bills and Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. The Bills Patriots is Thursday night football tomorrow on Prime Video at 8 15 p.m. Eastern. It's also available on NFL Plus. Bill Belichick, he had this to say yesterday about Bills quarterback Josh Allen.
2: You know, very dangerous out of the pocket. It's dangerous in the pocket. So, again, you know, just team defense, playing with our leverage, using our teammates' help, them being where they need to be, being aggressive. Yeah, he's he's a hard guy to get, and you just can't stand there and watch him throw because he'll he'll throw pretty good too. So it'll it'll be a challenge for us.
3: There's a stretch of games here between the Patriots and the Bills as of late where the Bills haven't been forced to punt in Mm -hmm. the games against the Patriots over the last couple of years, which has Bill Belichick stymied. This is the first of two meetings down the season stretch. How are things going to be different this week for whichever team? What are you going to be watching for tomorrow, Mm -hmm. Thursday
5: night? You know, I I look at this game right here, and I see Mac Jones versus Josh Allen, and I remember that Mac Jones did beat Josh Allen in a game last year, but it was one of the more bizarre games in the history of the sport. It was the weirdest game ever. Yep. Mac Jones beat Josh Allen last year with a 23.6 passer rating, 32 yards, one interception. It was just, I mean, awful, awful stuff with what he was doing, and yet the team won because they coached and used the elements. Last week in Minnesota, Mac Jones was slinging the ball all over the field. I know they lost this game, but I was watching Mac last week and I'm like, they might have something here in New England with Mac, more than just hand the ball off and don't hurt us. Mac was throwing the ball deep. Mac was getting Aguilar involved. Mac was using Hunter Henry in a way we haven't seen all season long. This is a light years different than the Mac Jones we saw earlier in the season, where every time he did go back, he seemed like he was jittery. Yeah. He was throwing an interception. Jimmy was, Bailey zappy
2: Peter. No, I mean, exactly.
5: Like the zappy thing has gone away because say what you want, Mac is Mac yeah. is playing well. They go into Buffalo. It's the windiest game in NFL history, and they didn't even attempt any passes, and they won the game because they just. Made sure they controlled the ball and, and were trying to have the Bills beat them with the win. Mac only attempted a few passes. Like, I think it was two for three. I think it was right. two right. for three for right. 32 yeah. yards. Yeah, and they won. <laughs> and they won. Mac Jones is going to have to be the guy that he was in Minnesota last week, and there is no, like, let's protect him. and do that. That's not going to work anymore. That was a one-time gimmick because of the wind, and it was mm-hmm, a one-time mm-hmm. gimmick because no one was ready for it. Mac Jones has to win this game, and I know that's saying a lot when Ramondre's playing so well and the defense yeah. does have its moments, but, like, last week, Mac should have won. I think defense and special teams, Jason, yeah. your forte for mm-hmm. many years, I think that's what let them down, but he's playing good enough football, and if he's going to ever beat the Bills in a Thursday night game in primetime, it can't be that what it was last year. It has to be him making the big plays, and I think he's better now than he was then.
4: Yeah, I'm right with you. Matt Jones is going to have to play well because the New England Patriots are going to have to put up points to stay in the game with the Buffalo Bills, and that's because of who Bill Belichick was just talking about, Josh Allen. He has terrorized the Patriots in the last two meetings they had. Jamie just mentioned it where she said, the last two meetings, they have not the ball and it's because of Josh Allen his ability to extend plays big plays third down he has taken this Buffalo Bills offense versus New England and has just cruised past them and early on in his career I remember playing against this guy when I was in New England and he would make plays but then he would give us the ball put the ball in the air in bad situations and give guys an opportunity to intercept it or not go down on the scrambles we had a game where John Jones hit him and took him out of the game so you look at him and how he's adjusted to Playing against this New England Patriots defense, and he's figured something out. And I go all the way back to 2020. We played him the second time Monday night, Mm -hmm. and the Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs was incredible. I'm out there in the field, I'm just like, my goodness, please, (laughs) somebody stop this game. And I think it's going to come down to what you just mentioned, Peter the New England Patriots defense. They've played well this year, and they're top 10 in a lot of stats ninth versus pass, they're 10th on third down. They're going to need to play big versus Josh Allen and these Buffalo Bills. Aaron Rodgers in overtime comes up, has a good game to win that game. Last week versus Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins has a mm-hmm. really good game getting the ball to Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. They're now playing against a really good quarterback. Can they still put up those same stats and being able to slow him down and give the offense a chance to put points on the board to keep them in the game? Buffalo hasn't won in the division. Mm-hmm. I w- I'm, I'm excited as hell to watch this L- game. Let me game ask night. you,
5: you played for Belichick against Josh Allen, yeah. a different version of him, younger guy. Yeah. Did Belichick say, hey, here's the blueprint. Here's how you beat this guy ever. Was there ever a blueprint of like, make him make a bad pass, make, make him get out of the pocket? What was Belichick's initial read on, on him when you played for him against
4: well, Josh Allen? Well, early on in his career was, yes, this guy can make every single throw on the field. But it was like, hey, if we force him out the pocket, we put pressure on him, we can force him in to some bad decisions. But I remember when they got ready to play last year, Belichick just gushed about Josh Allen because as you've watched his maturation, it almost sometimes feels impossible to stop him based on what the defense does. You're almost waiting for him to make a mistake on his own accord because there's really nothing anybody's doing that is forcing him into the mistakes that he's making.
2: All right, but if I'm a Pats fan, I'm, I'm sick of the gushing. We've heard the gushing for years now. It goes farther than that. The Bills beat the Patriots by 30 points. It's mm-hmm. Belichick's worst playoff loss of his career. After the game, Belichick goes into the Bills' locker room to find Josh Allen, to single him out and say, yeah, you were incredible tonight, you're the man, you're the man. This is a real thing that happened. And Josh Allen was like, wow, thank you. What the hell are you doing in here? Like it's, <laughs> that's how much he that's likes weird. Josh Allen, which, great, it's a classy move. But enough of that crap. You're Bill Belichick. Let's find something out here. We've been through this. You can't really lie on the 100 mile an hour wins like Peter's talking about to beat Josh Allen and it's interesting to me because we've never seen this opposition for Bill Belichick in his career there's never been a killer at quarterback in the AFC East ever you can run down the list of Brett Favre on the Jets and Chad Pennington there's never been a guy It's always been a bunch of pushovers and temporary guys and guys who fizzled, didn't work out. How's this ending for Bill? Is he going to spend the last five, six years of his career getting his doors blown off by the Bill's quarterback? That can't be it. So you gush on him, you say he's great, you pay your respects, you beat you fair and square. Now, like, to me, this is the Belichick game. Mac will be Mac, and, like, the defensive players for the Patriots need to step up, but, like, what is your game plan, greatest coach of all time? (laughs) Do something here. Like, you paid your respects, you took your butt kicking like a man. Now, go and fix this problem, because we hear you're the best ever. You're getting crushed by a guy in your own division. Can't let it happen. That's that's your division. You built that thing. So, yeah. like, I'm looking for a Belichick answer mm. in this game.
3: It's like a tidal wave feels like coming from the Bills offense on to Bill Belichick and this Patriots defense. I'm looking for a bit of a vibe check, if you will, from the Bills. And when I say this, I don't mean to say that the Bills are an immature team. I want to make sure I put that out there. But to me, this is a true maturity test for Mm. a Buffalo Bills team. What I mean by this is that three losses the Bills have been handed this season by a collective eight points. And a lot of those games, like the one earlier this season with the Dolphins, this was a we had it at the goal line and we couldn't get there down the stretch against the Jets. They had a What felt like a 20-minute play drive the Jets did to take a to take a lead with under the two-minute warning, and then the Bills just couldn't get their guts rolling at the under the two-minute warning, and then the Vikings. Get picked off by Patrick Peterson late in the game. Who's going to step up? Von Miller got hurt on Thanksgiving. All right, he might be at the game, might be on the sideline, but 99% certain he's not playing this weekend with his meniscus injury, which we're going to hear from Rapsheet in a little bit in terms of his return. But who's going to be the guy that says this Buffalo Bills team is unflappable? Mm -hmm. If we haven't won a game in the division yet this season – How are we going to make our definition, and is it going to be against the Patriots? Because if this Bills team Mm -hmm. loses another game in this division, it becomes a what is happening when their backs are up against a yeah. wall in games that are really, really challenging? Because the Dolphins and the Jets game, you're like, is that an anomaly uh-huh. or do we have a pattern here, a pattern and a problem within the division? Yeah,
2: it's, it's, it's like, what do we make of this Bills team if they lose this game? Oh, my and gosh. Now they're O oh, in the division again. It, it, is, it is troublesome. Then you really need to take this. But yeah. so do the Patriots. Yeah. All
3: right, let's hang in that Thursday night game. Uh, Ian Rappaport is going to join us now. We're going to talk the Bills defense and Von Miller, who, as I mentioned, injured his knee last week and his return has been discussed on his own podcast. So what is the chatter about Von Miller?
7: We heard from sources last week that Von Miller was dealing with a lateral meniscus tear. And then last night we heard from, I would say with all due respect to our previous sources, better sources, Von Miller himself on his podcast saying that he in fact had a lateral meniscus tear, an injury that... He believes he is going to be able to play through. He's obviously going to be out this Thursday against the New England Patriots, but he circled the December 13th game against the Jets as his return. So they got the Thursday night this week, then they got the mini bye. So it's going to be more than a week for Von Miller. He believes he'll be able to put a brace on it and come back, which it's not going to be 100%, but at the end of this thing, considering what it could have been, that is an incredible outcome for Von Miller and the Bills. Also good outcome for Aaron Rodgers, the Packers quarterback. Remember, he's dealing with a broken thumb and then most recently a rib injury um, from that night game. Took a bad shot in the second quarter and the third quarter. Ended up watching Jordan Love finish. He told Pat McAfee on the McAfee Show yesterday that he had a good outcome and that he does, in fact, expect to be out there. No plans to shut Rodgers down, at least, as long as the Packers are still in it. So you will see him this week.
3: Well, that's good news for him. Uh, bad news for the Bears, who Aaron Rodgers generally handles his business against. And it will continue our Jordan Love conversation, I'm sure, surrounding the Green Bay Packers. Rap sheet, yeah. thank you very much.
2: Coming up, Taylor Heineke, Daniel Jones, a Week 13 battle of the NFC East. Did you know all four teams would be in the playoffs if they started today, which they don't? What other NFR quarterback matchups do we look forward to this weekend, though?
6: We'll tell you right after this commercial ad placement. Playoff. <laughs>
3: So we started the hour talking about the NFC contenders. Let's put a bow on it and look at the AFC playoff picture. We've got an AFC matchup this week and one to look forward to. It's Chiefs-Bengals. But look across the board. The Chiefs have the longest playoff streak going right now with seven years straight. Bills hanging in with three, which surprisingly for the Bills, they sit in a wild card spot, which no one really expected, but that loss to the Dolphins earlier this season takes effect. And then a couple of teams like the Patriots are a little bit dangerous when they're in the hunt. You don't want to face them down the stretch. Here's wide receiver Tyler Boyd, though, who has eyes on the two men under center in that game that we previously mentioned, the Bengals
4: and the Chiefs. This going back to that quarterback fight,
1: you know, I think I, I kind
4: of look back of it as like a Manning and Brady because you kind of can't stop them. You know, it's going to come down to whoever excel and take advantage of their opportunities and drives, you know, and, and score points. You know, with th- these are the type of games that when we play, uh, we got to take care of the football and um, don't turn it over.
3: It's a classic sports fan's take when you remove something that you love so much, you must fill it in with something else. So we love Manning and Brady for so many years, mm. and we're looking for that thing to fill in the gap. Feels like Burrow and Mahomes is a pretty good tee-up, but you have, must have a quarterback matchup that you like the most in your sure. team, Peter.
5: I think that's number one for me, and it's, it's so interesting. This is happening at 425 in Cincinnati. The sun's going to be down. Mm, it's going to be dark. Got a late window game. This has been a house of horrors and a team of horrors for Patrick Mahomes. Remember, they went there last year in December, lost a big Week 16 game. They would eventually not have home field advantage going into the playoffs. And for Joe Burrow, he looks across the field, he's like, I kind of own these guys. I've kind of had great success against these guys. We're showing Mahomes from last week. This isn't that team. This isn't the, the the Rams. He's going up against a Bengals team that beat him in the regular season and then beat him again in the playoffs. You make it three in a row, and we've got an actual storyline that we can go into saying Joe Burrow owns Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes doesn't lose in November, December. We've done that stat a million times. But he also doesn't necessarily beat uh, this guy Burrow. So, Fascinating to see how this one plays out.
2: It was the first playoff loss for Mahomes where, like, he messed up. You know, it wasn't really like, the defense. It wasn't the coin flip. The defensive coordinator, the Lou
5: Marino totally changed the the, the situation. And they dropped everybody. everybody. Mahomes was yeah, just like, what I do I do? Go. Hey, that one was, I was in that building that day. Mm-hmm. That one was a shocker. Mm-hmm. And yet, it could happen again. hmm I'm looking at Cousins and Mike
2: White. It's different. I like it. I really am. Vikings, Jets, Cousins, White. Just when you think Kirk Cousins is going to be any more white. There you go. Cousins, White. Um, we know. We get it. A couple of reasons. These teams don't play very much. just an interesting matchup. Jets versus Vikings, let alone play when it actually matters. Kirk Cousins against the Jets. D- Jets, is not a joke. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen with Mike White. We know what's going to happen with their defense and Quentin Williams and the same thing they did to Aaron Rodgers, the same thing they did to Josh Allen. And then the Mike White thing. I really don't want this balloon to burst. we talked a lot about balloons today and deflating and zipping around the room. It's a fun thing, the Mike White hive here in New York City. But the Bears' defense is not the Vikings' defense, certainly not the Bills' defense. Peter has talked about a couple superstars. I'm talking about a couple guys who are a little bit different in their own kind of species. Kirk Cousins versus Mike White. I will be watching that one.
4: Yeah, two guys that don't play a lot. I'm going with guys that play against each other a ton in the same division, Justin Herbert and Derek Carr. And I'm looking at this because this is two desperate teams on different sides of the thing. Chargers are looking to get into the playoffs. They're right there. They're in the hunt. They're in the AFC. The New England's right on top of them. And it's going to be a tough track for Them to get in there for the Raiders on the other side and Derek Carr they're desperate right now because they need to string some wins together this was a team that we went into the season we talked about both of these teams with opportunity to contend for the Super Bowl right now neither one of them are in the playoffs if the season was to end today so I want to see both of these guys go at it and have a battle where it come down to offense and they're both just chucking touchdowns to their main targets I like
3: all yours. I'm really looking forward to this slate of games on Sunday. Uh, Mine comes in San Francisco. Let's go back to the 49ers. They're hosting the Miami Dolphins. Kind of an unusual matchup that we weren't sure what to look forward to here. And then all of a sudden, Jimmy G, Tua conversation. It leads the headlines for a lot of different reasons. The 49ers as a whole playing as one of the most powerful teams in the league. But the Dolphins' offense, oh my gosh, so special. Tua is, what are they, 7-0 now with Tua? as a starting quarterback for this team. And then there's the added storyline that I know Peter's going to hit on later in the show, which will be fantastic, and unpack the way that Mike McDaniel, how well he knows this team. Of course, he was the coordinator in San Francisco, and now he's the head coach of the Dolphins, and he has unleashed a game within Tua Tungavailoa, at least at the professional level, that has him playing so fantastic. But I think the 49ers' defense is tremendous. Tua and the Dolphins' offense looks great, but Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he can make a name for himself Mm. once again this weekend if he tries hard enough.
1: Yeah.
0: Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them.